This is a very, very special episode today. So thank you if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe and hit that bell. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're uh, listening on your favorite platform, thank you for listening. Episode four. No, no. Episode five. I'm sorry. Episode episode five. five. This is episode five. Yes, yes. It went by fast. Yes. Episode five. All right. So as y'all can see, we have a human being sitting here with us. <laughs> yes. yes, we do. That's my OG girl, Shonda Perrion. That's my girl right now. Shonda Perrion. That's we- a cool ass name, and you ain't got one. Lame ass. All right. <laughs> Don't What's do T Ray. Oh, okay. T uh-huh. Ray. True, true, true. You got it. We gotta get you. We gotta friend. I'm sorry. I, I, I asked Mike. She ain't gonna give me none. But you said L Money. Martell L Money. Martell. Our homie Martell got her name. He got her name. L Money. What do I gotta do with Lizzie? Okay. <laughs> no, exactly. She ain't got no money. But, <laughs> bro, <don't. laughs> we brought Shawnee on today yes. because we wanted to like just really get started with having guests on the show. Yeah. Right? But we didn't know what type of guests we wanted to have. And so we decided to have two types of guests. The, uh, so we'll have the guests that have platforms, the ones that can come and uh, really bring viewership to us. And then we want guests like Shawnee that are purposeful guests, the ones that have a purpose. Period. Um, Hurt. Yeah. Hurt. So you want to introduce Shawnee? This my girl. This my girl, Don. We went to high school together. Um, she been my bitch ever since. Ever since. Um, Period. Day one. Uh, what else you want? She Chicago, born and raised, yeah, just sad. like me. All period. Period. And it's just my girl. So I mean, we'll get into it a little later about why she's actually here. But um, for right now, she's just gonna go through the sectors we with us. Go through the sectors with her as we normally do the regular schedule program. Y'all know how it go if mm-hmm. you be watching. So yeah, let's get into it. I bet. Boom. You hot topics. Hot topics. The this people. one yours. This one is yours. I don't know nothing about this. The people on TikTok, y'all. The pink sauce. Let's get into it. Okay, y'all, you got you y'all, got y'all buying something off TikTok? Food, sunflower seeds, pink sauce. Y'all I've bought good. stuff that I've seen on TikTok, like camera stuff, but I've never bought no damn sauce. Mm-mm. You ban it? No, I'm. You know, I'm picky. I'm a picky eater, <laughs> so I just feel like scientifically. Just being scientifically correct, how are you making that sauce pink? Unless it's like white already, and I don't eat white sauce, so I don't know the ingredients. But don't nobody know the ingredients. She just revealed that it's not; it's still in testing. So <laughs> not FDA approved. It's still in testing. Taste has been compared to ranch dressing. Ew! I was assuming that it was ranch because yeah. it would have to be dyed. The main flavor is dragon fruit, sunflower seed oil, chili. Honey and garlic. That's fucking gross. And so, it's so watery. Why she make it pink? Is there, do you know why she made it pink? I have no idea. Okay, do you know who this TikToker is? Um, I just saw her actually last night. I don't know her name. They said she's from Miami though. Okay, so a TikToker from Miami. She kind of went viral on TikTok because she created this pink sauce, this sauce to go on food. That look like this condiment, ketchup, and she made it pink, bottle. and she called it the pink sauce. <laughs> I saw somebody post. A new sauce called the the uh, Green Hawk sauce, so it's green oh, or something no. like that. <laughs> it might be the same girl. Maybe she's just making these sauces and just having these different colors. The thing is, people are putting it on everything. Like somebody yesterday put it on a taco bowl. You don't put ranch in a taco bowl. Why so not? Why you put pink sauce? Wait, why not? 
ranch yeah. in a taco bowl? I put ranch on my tacos. Okay. I'm sorry that what? I'm not an authentic taco eater. Yeah, <laughs> ranch in your good. tacos? <laughs> anyway. Maybe a salad, but... Needless to say, yeah. she said it's she said it's still in testing and it's not FDA approved yet, but they selling it. So you know, $20 a you know, entrepreneurs, $20? you feel me? You got to still put it out to the market. And then twenty dollars a bottle. It's been getting delivered and it's been like spoiled, like it exploded oh, because yeah. of all the stuff. Oh hell no! Nah. She's in Miami and it's the summertime, and they said that's definitely playing a role in how she. It's not even packaged to where food is, you know, packaged from Iced. over the state. Yeah, it's yeah. literally just USPS. Bag. See, y'all and know a lot more about this than me. I don't see that I on my for you page. Video about this last night, it's like I can't run from it. It's nasty. Me, I ain't That's like disgusting. No no she finna start the uh, COVID twenty. That's, <laughs> that's disgusting because I just I just couldn't imagine like you I don't know if y'all saw the girl that was selling sunflower seeds. No, mm-hmm. originally she was yes, G. What? She. Ain't nobody else seen that on TikTok. Sunflower seeds. She was selling packaged sunflower seeds and. She was like, well, people was, you know, giving her backlash. Like, who finna be buying um, sunflower seeds? Uh-huh. Like, you know, <laughs> through a package and stuff like that. And she was like, she's like, either y'all gonna buy these sunflower seeds or y'all not. Sunflower but get into it. Be. Like, she was selling like. I mean, it's a market for everything. We buy sunflower seeds sunflower already. Seeds. What's wrong with her selling them? Uh, uh, it's mean, the fact that it's coming packaged and it's like not refrigerated. And then she was selling them like flavored, like with pickles and stuff. Like. Deal flavored sunflower seeds. With pickles. Yeah. In it. Oh, it's pickle pickles bites. inside the packaging? Yeah. Pickle bites? Yeah. That's different. No. I, I don't know. I might try that. No. I okay. like some, I like no, some I of my seeds. Somebody else. <laughs> you lost me at the pink sauce, but that's something different. I don't know. If y'all out there trying this stuff. If you've tried the pink sauce, leave a comment. Let us know what that tastes like. And if it exploded in your face, we want to know that too. That's disgusting. <laughs> I, I just would say, I don't know. I, I would refrain from buying stuff online if it's not. Already FDA approved, but yeah, man, yeah, the yeah. FDA approved a lot of stuff we shouldn't have been taking. So, all right, we're not gonna talk about this because somebody <laughs> finna go off on us. <laughs> Literally, we finna get okay. into it. <laughs> well, now this is like our third episode talking about your boy, Chris but Brady. he's just really going crazy right now. Period. Like as he should. Ransom. Period. As she as she should. Are you buying? So you're going to his no, concert yes, in August. Yes, ma'am. Are you buying the thousand dollar ticket for the no, meet ma'am. and greet? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm not a super fan, but I feel like that's not bad. That's not bad. A thousand dollars if it was for Lil Durk, <laughs> you're, I would pay that shit. You're paying a thousand dollars to take a picture <laughs> and we in that bitch posing. Yes. Look wow, I am not that big of a fan. Oh, yeah. And then you'd be like, hold on, let me see how that look. Oh, let me take it again. You know what I'm saying? A thousand dollars? That is not bad. A you lot would, of stuff costs a thousand dollars. All right, so IRS, <laughs> come and get her. Because <laughs> she's obviously in a different tax bracket. Right? <laughs> I'm just saying, though, like, that's like a one in a million thing. Like, VIP is not VIP no more. I just went to Little Dirk concert, 7220 Source. Shout out Dirk. Love you, all that. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like this. Manju, I love Little Dirk. We did VIP, whatever. It was almost $300 tickets, and we was on the floor, and, you know, it was like front row type of thing. Mm-hmm. But what came with the VIP was like a laminated ticket, a book that his mama wrote, and a snapback. You, can, you like his mama too? As much as you like Dirk? No. 
They just gave us the book. I guess trying to be nice, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, you bought $300 worth of a ticket. But my thing is, I could have just took the, the seat. I don't need all of that. Right. Like, that was just senseless. Like, I, you could have kept that, is right. what I'm saying. But VIP is not VIP like it used to be, because I know, I never went to a Minds Behavior concert, but I like them. But I know with them type of VIP packages, you get to meet them, take yeah. pictures and all mm-hmm. that. VIP ain't VIP, because I'm getting books, snapbacks, and laminated pictures. Um, what nah. you need that for? <laughs> I mean, when I went to Tiana Taylor concert, I feel like she probably should have charged more for her VIP stuff because we had paid for the meet and greet and she had gave um, a personal be- beanie and then like a, a tote bag. And Did then we, see her? And we were able to come earlier than everybody else to watch her get ready. Uh, oh. So she they went through rehearsal. She had Junie on stage. We saw all of that. So I feel like that's worth paying yeah, way that's more. that's more intimate. Yeah. Like, yeah. them little knickknacks, like, nah. And, and and people pay a little bit more just to take like the picture and actually get yeah, to meet her. Yeah, like yeah. So a thousand dollars. But I didn't pay anywhere near a thousand dollars. I paid like a hundred and sixty. This is Chris Brown. I'm, this is Tiana Taylor. But that's Chris Brown. I think Tiana Taylor might have lowballed herself on that. I one. think she lowballed no, herself too because it was her last. This was yeah, her last I'm tour. Don't get me wrong. Tiana Taylor is a very raw individual. Like yeah. All sectors, all of that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, she, like she said, she kind of low by herself. Because, I mean, it is Tiana Taylor. People was going crazy for her. But then again, this is Chris Brown. What do you expect? So, like I'm guessing you're probably a bigger fan than Lizzie is of Chris Brown. No, no she's just saying. I'm she... just saying because then I'm <laughs> putting in a mindset. If it was Lil dark, I would pay that $1,000 no questions asked. So, these pictures that these girls were taking. And then the pictures they were taking, <laughs> that was $1,000 worth. <laughs> that was not. Did you see that girl when he hop, she hopped up in his, did you see when she hopped up in his arm? Yeah. That was a thousand dollars. Let me let me try to put. I seen the one where he was. She was. She like no. She like was in his arms. He he was holding her up like this. Let me show you. Let me show you. I think I saw the one where that was a thousand dollars. Yeah. No, G. That was a thousand dollars worth. Let me show you. Let me try to. I don't know if I would pay. I'm not paying a thousand dollars to take pictures with Chris Brown. Yeah, I'm not paying. Not at all. Now, would I pay for the experience? Like you know how you had Tiana behind the scenes kind of. I would pay for that. Yeah. Probably still not a thousand dollars. Not a thousand dollars. But these pictures is very like not a thousand. I feel like five hundred dollars is cool. Yeah, I feel like you're a dickhead having some charging somebody a thousand dollars, knowing that the majority of the world is not. I mean, the only reason why he's charging those because people gonna do it. People gonna do it though. Exactly. But that you still, I feel like, since you're black Mm -hmm. and you know other black people are materialistic, Mm -hmm. why would you put them in that bind? Why would you capitalize off of your people? But at the end of the day, it's a choice, though. It is a choice, but you should you should probably not want to help them. So, make how that much choice. you think he should have charged? I feel like five hundred dollars at the at the most. But then that's does no that include your ticket to the concert? Yeah. Dang, your mean, ticket I, to the concert. I don't know because my ticket to the concert alone was like almost two hundred bucks. Yo, where were you gonna be at? <laughs> I <cannot pay> <laughs> 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 On the floor, I pay for floor seats. I don't know I'm not close that, up front, but I'm you know I'm on the floor. I'm in. I'm within the first middle section. Gee, now if we was doing a PPP time, cool. <laughs> Run them holes up. So they got twenty k. They get nineteen uh, now with a thousand. That's a thousand. But your ass talking about now we in a recession and you charge them the thousand dollars. That's a thousand. That motherfucker is really capitalizing. I mean, at the end of the day, though, I feel like if you gonna fall victim to it, ain't nobody making you do it. That's what I'm. Because at the end of the day. If Lil Durk, shout out Lil Durk, 
If that's dirt, her man. That's her man at this point. I love Lil Durk. <laughs> we got And count. it's not even like this. <laughs> it's not even like that. Like Lil Durk, I mean, he's handsome or whatever, but I just really. I that love ain't him. got nothing to do with what but you anyway, said. But no, if Lil Durk charged $1,000 for a meet and greet, ain't nobody putting no guns to my hand, but like, you better pay that. Like, if you're going to go to this concert, you better. Like, I mean, capitalism, I understand what you're trying to say. But nobody's <laughs> making nobody do this. If you want to spend your thousand dollars right, on this, that's right. up to you. That's up to you. Right. It ain't like oh, flat rate a thousand dollars to get in. Now that's like all right, Chris. But I just feel like it was worth it. It's Chris Brown. So I need to know what the general admission is. If a thousand dollars is to meet and greet VIP, the general admissions is like like maybe fifty dollars. But you sitting in grass. It's mm. like not inside the stadium. It's uh, behind the chair. So where are he going to be in, in Chicago that's he's, like that? It's in, it's in, it's in Park. Tinley Park yeah. at the amphitheater. Oh, okay. They have like, it's like an open, like, it's like a half a building. Like, yeah. one part is a stage and then the next part is like, it's just open. So like. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, so the people that pay generation a mission on the grass. Like that, but Word on the street is Chris Brown is charging this much because he ran off on a bill. Oh live. yeah, cause the ladies have the ladies trying to sue him. Yeah, for a billion Chris. dollars or something like that, right? She, I no, get no a million. Pay. I think she uh she gave she paid him to perform in Houston, which is, he has a date in Houston on his uh, on his tour, and it's for a foundation. It's for a foundation for the victims of uh, Hurricane Ida. Mm. Oh, okay, and so he was supposed to perform for that, but he ran off and didn't do it. And so she, they you supposed to pay the artist first. Oh. And so she's supposedly might be suing him or just want him to just give her her money back and he's not trying to and so they trying to like make this whole thousand dollar trending thing be a like all he's doing is so that he could pay her back well the thing about it is chris can make a million in one concert i'm sure of it but it's just like, that's just like, he's probably gonna make millions of dollars not even one million millions of dollars like hey man you don't know what you don't know what's in his actual pockets i mean we're talking about gear we talking about vip we talking about regular tickets admissions i'm sure he i'm sure that's not coming out of all his pockets though he's signed to a label no he's not no i'm not saying he's paying for i'm saying the amount of money he's gonna get back Mm -hmm. because of everything that like comes into like a tour and then he on tour with baby uh little baby too so it's just like well I don't know, little baby. They, the Rico, they trying to come after little baby. So <laughs> they may snatch him up before it's too. Uh, I don't know, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We, I guess that's just word on the street, man. Pay that lady back if you owe her money. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of music, Chris Brown. It's this question that we want to get off yeah. about music uh, today, and we're gonna start off with just this new song that. Money Long has It's called Cartier mm-hmm. And so we're gonna ask Shawnee Shawnee What do you think of that song? Well I think Her as an individual Is really bringing back What I feel like R&B is I really mm. like her sound Like when the, the song First came on I was like Okay Acoustics Okay B You know Like Hit a guitar It's really like Intricate and intimate But um, I feel like sometimes With R&B It's the lack of feeling that people can relate to because mm-hmm. in the song I what I got from the song is that oh yeah I want to get to know you boo da 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 but if you want to get to know me you got to buy me a Cartier mm-hmm. and it's like damn <laughs> you know what I'm saying I mean you know we trying to as women we trying to raise our standards and you know trying to get you know instead of giving so much we're trying to receive as well yeah but that's kind of shallow to me but it do sound good though she definitely snapped I feel like she's one of them artists that I feel like 
okay, she bringing back R&B the way that I like it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she could possibly be, I don't want to put too much dip on my chip, but she could possibly be somebody that makes a classic in the long run of her career because yeah. she sounds really good, and I love the way that her artistry is. Like, I like her vibe. Right. So, yeah. so Lizzie? I mean, I like money. I, ha, money pro- or Mooney? People pronounce it differently. Uh, money, long, money. It's money long. Mooney long. Yeah, it's money I've heard long. it pronounced differently, but I like her. Mm-hmm. I like her as an artist. I like her her mm-hmm. singles. not oh please (laughs) um i like her singles that she's come out with um i'm not a fan of this cartier song though however i'm not a fan i'm not a fan i'm not a fan i'm not a fan okay what you don't like about it because jazz don't like the song either really I like, I like the beat. She kind of don't like Money Long, too. I like the first listen, though. Like, And that's rare, I feel like. Yeah. You got to lift her phone a couple listen, times yep. and say that you like See, it. See, she knows. She know how to digest the music right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. But off of first listen, I feel like, you know, it was decent. <laughs> but, I mean, go ahead. Well, I like the beat. Mm-hmm. The, the instruments was good. The production was good. I just will say that the subject of the song, I didn't really care for. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can't Like. Okay, Cartier, like, I don't... First of all, bitch, I can't afford no damn Cartier, so I already can't fucking relate. Right, it's unrealistic. <laughs> that's number one. Number two, I just, like, okay, buy me a Cartier. Like, that's not... What is that doing for me? I don't really care for that. So, I know y'all only listen to it, and y'all probably didn't, like, actually get to really hear the lyrics as much as you could to really get what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. But she actually wasn't talking about you gotta buy her love. So what do you what do you think? She actually about? was saying that it's the typical how a dude that uh, checking you out they come on to you and they not trying to get to know you, not trying to actually build some type of foundation. They just want to get straight to the fucking. They want to get straight to the. So she said like her uh her build up to get to her hook. If you want my body, babe, it's a price you got to pay. It's either with your heart or with your credit card. And I love Cartier. And so she's not saying you got to buy my love. I'm saying if you trying to get to the coochie instead of actually get to know me, then you got to pay for that. But if you're trying to lead with your heart, then that's a different conversation. I mean, that's cool and all, but I still ain't like the song, though. I feel like I kind of got that vibe, though. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I do. I'm not a shallow girl. I would like to say if I say so myself. Mm -hmm. So I but I do get like as women, you give more than we receive most of the time. Yeah. So I just feel like she making it worth her while. Yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, like, that's what, okay, yeah. that's what we're going to do. Because a lot of women, they just let men have sex with them and take advantage of the situation. But I feel like this is like her way of taking advantage of the situation mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so, exactly. Mean, she ain't wrong because that's real life. Yeah. A lot of people can't relate, but I feel like it's real life. Mm-hmm. I just like how she sound. I'm more of like a beat person. Yeah. Lyrics, of course, that make it ten times a thousand times better. But like, yeah. if it sound good, hey, Cardi. I think that's a lot of people. <laughs> I think that's a lot of listeners. They just, if it sound yeah. good, then I can add that. Yeah, it sounds yeah. good, but I just ain't like the. I just ain't like the subject of the song. I like Money Long. I really liked how she sound vocally on all her songs. Yeah, like she, she gives strong sing. vocals. Uh, but she kind of sounds, and this is typical. But she just sounds like another money uh, money long song that she's already given us. Right. Okay. And so that's the question that I want us to talk about. Uh, just use, but we're just using this song as a reference. How can artists not sound like themselves? Right, because that's typically what a lot of people will say when they have a con about somebody. Oh, they just they all their songs sound the same. 
I've heard that a lot too. How can you not sound the same if that's, that's your so, sound? Yeah, that don't make sense. I mean, I guess. I think what it is is that I think it just takes experience, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, you just have to be in the game for a while and just, you know, like freak with your sound a little bit. Like, you get on a track. Like, say, for example, Megan Thee Stallion, she get on the track. We hear her voice. We already know it's Megan Thee Stallion without mm-hmm. licking it up. We don't even have to, we don't have to have nobody tell us, yeah, this is Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. Usher, come on the track. We know that's Usher because we know Usher voice. Lil John come, Lil John. You know what I'm saying? Like they get, yeah, <laughs> they get sounds that we know, John. but it don't sound consistent. Money Long has given us like we know it's her voice, yeah, but like she's given us the same, the same type of music. But like I don't know how she could change it up because it's R and B, and so yes, people can give us different like sounds in R and B, but it may be a little bit harder for her considering that she actually has a singing voice and her singing voice is very much the same all the time. So like, do she, how does she change that? Do she have to add like different levels to her voice or uh-huh. does she bring somebody else on? Maybe that's a rapper instead to mm-hmm. like kind of add a little sauce to it or like, how can she change that sound if that's literally just her voice? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit hard for her. I want to say something. I feel like when it comes to artists, I feel like people like them because of, how they sound. Mm-hmm. So why would they why would they change it if that's what people like? Yeah, yeah. Because even with sorry, I love Lil Durk. That's my favorite artist. Go ahead, but go with off. Lil Durk, <laughs> hey, hey, we keep a track. No, <laughs> no, but like with Lil Durk, because okay, so I like my top three is Tink, Lil Durk, and Summer Walker. Mm-hmm. If they change it up, then you know what I'm saying. Of course, you know, okay, that's different. I like it, but most of the time when an artist change something up, people don't like it. Because mm-hmm. like even though even with Beyonce. I don't really care for new Beyonce. Mm-hmm. She cool, you know, she's Beyonce at the end of the day, but like, I don't care for new Beyonce. And it, this might, you know, pull a string, but even with Drake. You coming from the top dogs right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, even with Drake, Drake, he's a very versatile person, and that is one person that I could say, like, sometimes he got me, sometimes he don't, but most of the time, no. Because, like, when it came to, like, hotline bling and stuff, uh-huh. no. <laughs> no sorry Drake if okay you know, you know. so I mean I just feel like the consistency is what keeps the people because that's what drew you in in the first place yeah so. yeah but like at what point does consistency become boring I mean honestly yeah I feel like that just shows expertise though yeah like I feel like Beyonce like I love Beyonce and some of her new stuff I feel like Lemonade was the last thing that I really enjoyed with her and that was very different mm-hmm. because it wasn't like your typical love R&B song whatever right. but I feel like it takes expertise because you know you it's really you selling it to yeah. somebody like you can be different but if are you selling it yeah so I feel like it just takes expertise at the end of the day like you know Experience. it's a hit or miss really yeah. like yeah so are y'all saying like keep your sound the same, but like you said features, do features, do right. more features. I feel like it's what works for you, I guess. But then you have somebody like Chris Brown that put out an album and every song almost was a feature. Mm-hmm. And so when are we just going to get just you for a song? Cause we don't need a little baby, a, to- right. a Tory Lanez, all these never different features. Honestly, you say you never satisfied. I feel like nobody's ever satisfied because I feel like people get backlash for features too. Like, dang, you need somebody to make your sound sound your song sound good, or then you sound the same. Like, yeah. it's just like we never satisfied. It's just really one of those hit or misses things. Well, I'm so I'm a, a big uh, feeling person. Mm-hmm. I'm an R and B person, and it's because R and B gives me that feel that I'm looking for when agree. I'm listening to music. I can agree. But I also am an artist, and I'm like a nerd about it. So I love to hear features and why you chose it. 
because it's supposed to make sense. Don't right. just put it on there if it don't right. make sense or it doesn't make the song better. better. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's not a knock if somebody says that feature shouldn't have been there. Yeah, I agree. Because sometimes it's not because it didn't need a feature. Sometimes it don't need a feature and you was being lazy. Because right. I, yeah. I know how fucking hard it is to yeah. write songs mm-hmm. and you got a whole minute 30 left you and you can't think of nothing else to finish it. You mm-hmm. know you want this song off so you go throw a feature on it. Right. You're being lazy. You're not pushing <laughs> yourself to get that song together. Right. Or you just really think a feature should be there but you chose the wrong person. Yeah. And so like criticism should be there for art. Okay. For sure. It uh, like help that person then go to the next song and mo- uh, model it better. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like the way to like make somebody sound different in a song is like how you say with money long, the, the way she sings it. Mm-hmm. She's saying Cartier the same way she probably sang hours and hours. Yeah. She'll give you that first verse. Mm-hmm. She sing it, uh, kind of like her normal level. Right. Give you a little hee hee. That's it. And then she'll build up. Yeah. And so as she gets to the end of the song, then she'll start throwing in them higher notes, yeah. really going crazy over the main vocal. Uh-huh. And then she'll end out the song. And that's the exact same thing with hours and hours. Yeah. And so you pretty much just gave us another hours and hours. And that song is the uh, the best song off the uh, the second project she put out that has that song on it. Yeah. It's starred. Yeah. And so like it kind of because people heard hours and hours like that song, and then they hear Cartier, and it kind of sounds like it. So I like that song too. Me and you talked about this before though. Like you were saying, because um, we was we talk a lot about how uh, we'll play a song and we'll be like, oh, it sounds like something else, or. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the artist will release two different songs with two different names, but yeah. it sounds similar to another song they released. Yeah, because they want to keep releasing music that they think people will like. So yeah. they go back to the same producer. Yeah, the producer like mix a beat, but the beat will sound almost yeah. identical to yeah. the previous song that they put out. So like, because they want to the keep that, they want to keep that wave going of people liking their music. Yeah, it's the streaming game kind of hurts music today. Yeah, but. I don't know. Hopefully we got that off to kind of get an insight on how artists can not sound the same. All Money the time. is good though. She's talented. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. I just hope she don't keep, keep, keep giving us hours and hours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But she got to give us minutes and minutes at some point. <laughs> and she was an artist before that too. So yeah. I feel like since hours and hours was like her big debut. It's like, you know, she want to keep that consistency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that could be a bad thing too. Yeah. So, well, Money, keep doing your shit. Yeah. Uh, try again. So. <laughs> <laughs> try again. I mean. That's all you say. Like, keep doing. Yeah, try again. <laughs> now, Lizzie, I know you saw the comments, our comment section oh, on uh, our Instagram. Mm-hmm. And now we want, we're probably going to do this more often, but Lizzie just had to get this off. So, and so get it off. So if you watched our, what was it, episode three? Yeah, episode three. If you three. watched episode three, we talked a little bit about um, racism and how we think white people in America can put a better foot forward to kind of... Make legislative change. Yeah. Stuff to actually happen. So Tamaya posted a clip on our Instagram of that, of that episode and Tiffers, <laughs> if you go in the comment section, Tiffers0513 said, Dumbest shit I've ever heard. Keep the racism alive. Great job. Martin Luther King Jr. was definitely the whitest man out there. <laughs> you want to change something? Go work for it. Get off your ass and do something about it. Not the Black Lives Matter junk, the real work. But no, let's complain on social media instead. 
So I commented back and I said, oh my God, you are a mess. <laughs> Hope you feel good saying this. So just to give you a kind of uh, of a reference point to that comment, I posted a clip from episode three where I was talking about how I believe white people are the the ones that can uh, make le- real change, progressive change in, in America. Mm-hmm. And so white people have to be in the front forth for legislative change to actually happen. If not, then we'll just be the angry black people, right. the angry Asians, the angry Mexicans. They said we're uh, professional victims. Yes, <laughs> professional <That's crazy>. victims. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> do you have any uh, uh, insight that you want to put towards that comment? Of course I do. First of all, I just feel like that's definitely, and I feel like y'all said this in one of y'all episodes. I can't remember which one. But like when it came to LGBTQA+, mm-hmm. and with um, just... You know, same-sex marriages even being allowed, it was because a white man, mm-hmm. a, a gay white man wanted to be, you know, public with his lover and yeah. official with his lover. Yeah. That only happened because of white people. Yeah. Everything only happened because of white people because y'all are the ones When they power. say move. Yes. Literally. So I feel like if anybody the victim is y'all, if we being honest, because y'all throw the rock in there and had your hand. Mm-hmm. But if, you know what I'm saying, if it's not of your benefit, then you don't want nothing to do with it. But clearly, when it's, you know, of your benefit, it benefits other people but only because it benefits you right. primarily yeah so i just feel like that's some bs honestly and i mean but at the end of the day we already know how white people are like when it comes to racism and stuff like that it, it really shows true colors when that is the topic at hand mm-hmm. yeah so that's really not surprising to me but you know we can talk it's a lot face turn blue but if you get it you get it the girls that get it get it okay okay Ignorance, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. She said the girls that get it, get it. Period. And the girls that don't, don't. Period. <laughs> I feel like she tried to push the other button, the wah, wah, wah. No. You wanted that one? Yeah, I wanted the applause. Oh, okay. All right. Go, go off, sis. <laughs> don't do me. Don't do me. I don't know which button I'm pushing. I don't know which button. <laughs> But yeah, I think I think this is something we might do moving forward. We'll read comments, comments and we'll yeah. respond to it. And so, like the conversation does not stop here. You ha- like if you see us on social media, leave a comment. If you ain't like what we said, if you like what we said, if you think more could be expunged, put that in there. Let us know. We and might if read your comments. Us, y'all better get them comments too. Yeah, y'all better rap right. us. Y'all right. better rap us. Period. Be a real ally. Period. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so. Uh, just piggyback uh backing off of like like that it's crazy that people really, really act as if racism is not real mm-hmm. and so i remember seeing a comment that said like today is better uh it's not as bad mm-hmm. um uh and like i think that everyone pretty much has an equal opportunity today right and so uh obviously she uh that was a white woman that said it mm-hmm and so I love to see these comments and go to their profile to see what they look like because obviously your perspective on life is will be completely different from somebody that actually does not benefit for right. from being a particular color. Right. Um, and so uh, something that recently happened was the ESPYs. So the ESPYs is a big like sports banquet for professional uh, sports. Mm-hmm. And so it happens every year, and they pretty much if not, I don't know if you ever been to a sports banquet, but you highlight all the sports mm-hmm. instead of just one particular sport. And so uh, there's this um, award for basically the best uh, female college athlete, I believe. And okay, best ca- college athlete, women's sports. And Aaliyah Boston is, in my opinion, 
and probably a lot of people's opinions, you cannot deny it, the best woman's basketball play, uh, college basketball player today. Mm-hmm. She fucking went crazy last year. Mm-hmm. She got all the awards you could probably get. Mm-hmm. She had crazy um, stats, and then they won the uh, national tournament. Mm-hmm. And so she solidified it by winning the national tournament. Mm-hmm. And so um, she was nom- nominated for this award at the ESPYs, but was not invited. And so last year, that same award was given to a white basketball player who uh, her name is Paige Buckets. And she was uh, was invited. She came. She gave a nice speech and she talked about the disparities and misrepresentation of women in sports Mm -hmm. and just sports in totality where you're a champion. The white uh, athletes to be the faces of things, Mm -hmm. knowing that the majority of all of these sports are minorities, if not black. Mm hmm. And so just basketball in particular, you know, the big dogs, they're, they're black. Mm-hmm. LeBron, Duh. Michael Jordan, top Duh. three, all time, they're black. Duh. <laughs> right. But because we are not the owners of these uh, organizations, right. they want to try to push the white faces, one, to get white people to support That's it. So and then two, because if we're superior, why are you beating our ass in our sport. Right. We need to not show you as much. Right. So the WNBA, they get it worse than the NBA. Women's sports, they get it worse than men's sports because, one, women are second to men. Mm-hmm. And then, two, uh, if we want this to be bigger, we're going to throw white faces into it to try to get bigger, and we also want those white faces to be the face of our organizations. Right. And so Aaliyah Boston, she, uh, and uh, Paige, Bucket, Paige Bucket, in her sports uh, speech last year, she said that, that the misrepresentation in sports is crazy. We need to stop doing this because mm-hmm. she is someone that's posted, that's plastered as like a face, even though she's very great. She's mm-hmm. a, gr- a great basketball player. She's a white there's, woman. There's, yeah, she's a white woman. Kudos but there's her. so many other black right. women that mm-hmm. also need to be represented that are doing just as good as her in that same sport. If mm-hmm. not better. Aaliyah Boston did way better than her. Yeah, uh, Paige did. Buckets was, uh, she was uh, injured this year, but she came back. Uh, towards the like uh when the national tournament came, right. but Aaliyah B- uh, Boston went crazy the entire season and then pro season. Mm-hmm. So you get to the ESPYS and the co- Don uh Staley, she went on her social media and she called out the ESPYS and she said it's crazy that you didn't invite the number one player in the country. How the person not- that won, right. the person that won, and you did <laughs> and she's nominated for the award. It's crazy that you didn't know. invite her to the show. That's what I don't understand. How you nominate somebody but don't invite them? Yes. Oh, we forgot. Yes. So they said that the reason why she didn't receive an invite was because the, her award was not part of the televised schedule. So per a statement, due to COVID-19 restrictions in a new venue, the network prioritized athlete invitations to focus on specific awards that would be handed out during the broadcast. But not the That's some one. bullshit. Yeah. But you still didn't even invite her to come. And you winning something? You're nominated for something. Right. Like, that don't even... All right. Now, <laughs> now, why wasn't her award supposed to be a part of television? Why wasn't broadcast? televised, but Pages was? Right. That's a great question for them. <laughs> but so, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why would you? Why would you not tell? Why would you not want to put this on TV? You can have. They, I'm sure they have so many bullshit reasons for why. Mm-hmm. But you didn't even invite her to right. come to yeah, the right. to the yeah, award I mean, show. It's no. Yeah. And so Aaliyah, no. she made a statement. Uh, and I loved her statement, so I wanted to read it. Mm-hmm. 
To be nominated for an ESPY this year meant the world to me and my family. While it hurt finding out that they wouldn't be televising the category despite it being televised last year and had no intentions for me to attend, it hurt me more to see ESPN change course and invite me only after social media caught wind of it. Respectfully, I declined. I'm used to this as just another moment when the disrespect and erasure of black women is brushed off as a mistake or an oversight. Another excuse for why our milestones and accomplishments are a priority this time, even now, 50 years after Title IX. To every black girl and every black woman, no one can take away what God has in store for us. You matter. You are valuable. You are a priority. You are seen and you are loved. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. So that was her statement. And she should have declined. Yes. I would have yeah, declined too. It's the principle. Mm-hmm. As don't always. invite me. Don't invite me after. Don't invite me now. Right. You have to have somebody to tell y'all why y'all wrong for you to invite me. Like, yeah. That's not genuine. I don't want to be in that space yeah. either. Very ingenuous. So shout out to Aaliyah Boston. Period. I love you. You had a great season and knocked them dead for your last season. Period. Kick they ass. Kick them. Kick them. Uh, so Kick em. Uh, you want to get straight into mental health? We getting into it. Okay. Buckle up, ladies and Buckle gents. Up. It's about to get a little hot up in this bitch. All right. So, you want to take it off, or you want me to go? I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna introduce okay. what we got going on. Okay. Um. You. Do you want me to tell the story, or you want to tell the story? I mean, you're the host. You want me to tell a story? It's, it's up to you. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Now, correct me if I get any facts wrong. Yes. Of course. Yes. Okay. No doubt. <clears throat> so. Some of you all may know Shawnee. Some of you all may not. Um, the reason we brought her on the show is because she's actually currently dealing with some mental health stuff right now. Um, a few months ago, she did lose her boyfriend to violence in Atlanta um, while delivering food, man, his own damn business. And, um, yeah, so we want to give her the opportunity to express how things are going for her. And um, maybe give some insight to people out there that are watching that may be going through something with a significant other that they might have lost or a family member or something that they might have lost. So we wanted to give Shani the opportunity to talk about her mental health experience, how this is going for her, and um, give her the platform to maybe touch other people who might be experiencing the same stuff. So mm -hmm. we're going to get into it. Yeah. You have anything you want to say? Yeah, that's uh, really what I mean by uh, a purposeful guest, a guest that has a purpose. I think everyone has a purpose. And when you figure out your purpose, then life will just mean much more to you. And so mental health is obviously our most important um, sector. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why we brought her on is because I saw the Lauren Lutton London uh, interview with uh, Angie, Angie Martinez, and it really touched me. And so knowing that Shawnee was in town and she – is pretty close to experiencing what Lauren London might have experienced. I wanted to her to come in and give an insight from someone that's more so our age group. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, so we're just going to ask Shani a series of questions. She's going to weigh in, let us know what she's thinking. We may ask her some questions. We may talk about it a little bit, but mm -hmm. we just want y'all to hear what she got to say. Um, so, yeah, we're going to hop to the questions. You got anything you want to say before you start? Um, Talk about your expertise a little bit before we get into the not questions. Expertise. Um, I am currently a graduate student at Clark Atlanta University. Um, my major is in clinical mental health counseling. I start my second year in the fall, and my goal is to work with adolescent individuals um, just in the whole clinical mental health realm. I would want to work in a clinic or a community setting, but um, I just want to touch all bases on clinical mental health in general. 
I don't really have a specific interest or, you know, anything of that nature just yet. I'm hopping to, into my professional phase very soon, and mm-hmm. I currently work with um, autistic children as well as mm-hmm. a registered behavioral technician. Okay. So I have a little bit of, I guess you could say, expertise in Big mental bags. health. <laughs> I do have a little bit of expertise in mental health, so, yeah. yeah. It's good that you're getting that hands-on experience before you even graduate. Yeah. So that. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Period. As you should. Degree. I mean, what we, degree me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. What we get these degrees for? We better put these motherfuckers to you. <laughs> are you going to stop at bachelor's or are you going to go back to school for more? Oh, I'm going to my master's right now. Oh, you're... Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Fuck she it. All right. right my bad. Deep my in. bad. Deep in. I mean... <laughs> uh, so, speaking of your um, expertise, how does your personal experience with mental health issues affect your aspirations or ambition, and then it's a two-part. And then after you answer that, mm-hmm. does it ever discourage you to be in the field you are pursuing? Your personal experiences, does it ever discourage you to continue to want to be pursuing that field? Can you say the first part again? Uh, how does your personal experience with mental health issues affect your uh, ambition? Okay, well, I'll start off by saying I, I don't like to self-diagnose mm-hmm. just for the simple fact that I am a professional in training, so I don't like to self-diagnose. That's one of the things that you learn off back, like, don't, you know, get the correct help and guidance before, you know, get put labels on yourself because then that could just make other problems. Mm-hmm. So I would say that, honestly, it hasn't affected my ambition or goals in any way as far as right now. Now, I did move back from Atlanta to Chicago just to take a mental break because me and my boyfriend were living together. So I feel like going back to Atlanta will really seal the deal with just how everything feels, just mm-hmm. going back to mm-hmm. that. Now, the fact that I do want to return back to Atlanta, I feel like that just says a lot within itself. Like, I don't plan on stopping Okay, everything I'm doing right now. Like, I want to go back to school. Mm-hmm. I want to go That's back good. to work. That's good. Um, I won't say, because I'm just not, oh, I'm totally fine. Like, that's totally not the case. But just, i always been that type of person. Like, it don't matter. I'm going to go get it. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, just this is how... I always, man, especially when it comes to my priorities, just school and work. I just feel like if anything that could keep me busy and just make me feel some type of normal at the end of the day as mm-hmm. well. But I just always been ambitious. So I feel like really nothing can stop me with that, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. As of right now, I should say. Yeah, I really wanted to ask that question because you hear stories where a person lost their way. They were doing something great and then a tragedy happens mm-hmm. and they lose their way and they don't find themselves to go back to get back to that path. Yeah. So I want to know if you are ever feeling like that. Well, my boyfriend, Paris, shout out to Paris, my man, P money. <laughs> Paris was just, he was just an unreal person and anybody that know him can attest to that. Mm-hmm. And if one thing I loved about him most was that he was a motivator and he encouraged me every day. I could literally, cook a new dish, and he, oh, yeah, baby, you snap, you did your thing. Like, it was, it could be anything. So I feel like just me having his voice in the back of my head and just having that person to push me and motivate me throughout any section of my life within these last two years, I just feel like I got to keep going for him. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I live, I feel like, I say that I live for myself now because at first you live for two people, but I do still feel like I'm living for two people. Like, because yeah. I feel like if anything, he would want me to, you know, progress and keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. So I just try to keep that same mindset. I feel like if anything, he's still motivating me to this day. So That's good. Yeah. Uh, do you think your career field prepares you to be emotionally and mentally competent to be able to handle anything challenging? 
Um, I would say, I want to say yes, just because I'm the type of person where if I know I need to do something, I'm going to do it. That's just how I am. Mm -hmm. But as a mental health professional in training, I know that I need counseling. Mm -hmm. Like, this is such a big loss. It's very tragic. It's it's a huge loss. Like, this is my everyday life. Mm -hmm. So I feel like being a counselor, it's no... It's no choice but to go to counseling, yeah. like grief counseling. Yeah, talking to somebody. I can I know some type of coping mechanisms, but ultimately counseling is to help. It's not to fix, but it's to aid. Mm-hmm. So I know that that's just something I'm gonna need. Whether I feel like I'm, whether I appear totally fine or I feel like I'm doing all right, that could just that's you know you can never be you can never be your best. Yeah, you can always get yeah. better. So I feel like just being in the mental health field. Yeah, it kind of gives me, like, a push, like, oh, you know, you need to do this, you know, you need to do that, so do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like it does help me, definitely. Just, and I've always been that type of person that's interested in mental health anyway. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Um, Actually, if you know, you know, I used to want to be a veterinarian. Really? <laughs> I love animals. If you know, you know. I love animals, but, like, a week, I took a psychology um course my last year of high school, and a week before I went off to Tuskegee, see you. Period. <laughs> Before I went out to Tuskegee for undergrad, I was like, I don't want to do animal science. Like, I'm just, I can't do blood, this, that, and the other. But I was like, I want to do psychology because I really liked it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like just from that point forward, it opened up a whole new world for me. And, you know, I was very in touch with my emotions and my feelings. And I, you know, looked into stuff on my own because I'm a very inquisitive person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that just kind of was perfect for me like a career that I'm really interested in and mm-hmm. went do it on my own. It's not really work at a certain point, but it's just my interest. Yeah. So I really do think, you know, being in that field helped a lot and just kind of solidified things for me. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you said uh, counseling is to aid, not to fix. Yes. Because uh, a lot of people would think like, oh, I'm going to go to therapy. It's going to be all done. Like, it's going to be fixed. No, or whatever. Yeah. Not at all. Aid in the sense that like, I'm going to teach you what to do, how to cope. Yeah, and it's up to you to go and do the work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, That's def- I'm literally I've taken a couple of courses. Like I said, I'm getting this in my second year of my graduate program. And that's what they teach you. Like it's and they don't even want to say that we're giving you advice because we're not. Yeah, yeah. we're really giving you I'm to make it, you know, simplest terms. We're giving you the sauce. Yeah, mm-hmm. either you're going to take the sauce or you're going to leave the sauce. Right. It's, it's up, up to you. You. Mm-hmm. Right. you know what I'm saying? I'm giving you the sauce, and either you're going to apply that pressure or you're not. Right. Literally. I like that. So, I mean, that's really what it is. Like, right. it's, we can't fix nothing because, like, with death, we can't bring that person back. Right. With your past, you have regrets. We can't go back and let you undo it. Right. But we can move forward and help you, you know, navigate your future and your choices mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. The, for the future. So, yeah. But you got to do that work. Exactly. Put that work. Yeah. Literally, you got to yeah. want it. I can't make you want it. And I can't help nobody that won't be helped either. Right. I definitely so. hear that whenever people I try to like recommend counseling when somebody tells me like the thing their life story. Like you ever consider counseling like some that ain't gonna fix me. That's yeah. like it's not supposed to. Exactly. Right. That's yeah. the stigma around that. Mm-hmm. So it ain't gonna work. And then a lot of people think you gotta be crazy to get help. Yeah. Um, exactly. You're really, yes. You're really smart if you getting some help. Right. Yes. Shout out to that. Yes. <laughs> right. So and I just feel like and then even myself on my counseling journey, I, it's scary. Like it just makes stuff a hundred percent more real. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is my reality. Now I have to go get help with it. Right. So it's normal to feel that type of way about it, but at the end of the day, like I said, you smart. Mm-hmm. So you making the right yeah. choice for yourself. So yeah. yeah. Do you think it's hard to be self aware? 
me personally, I can only talk about myself with that because I feel like I'm too self aware. Yeah. Where it becomes self conscious. Yeah. Where it becomes yeah. overthinking. Where it yeah. becomes overanalyzing. Yeah. Like I feel like my stomach's showing. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You should just say you yeah, good. So I feel like for me personally, it's not hard for me to be self aware because if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But if I'm right, everybody gonna know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just uh, you know, it's kind of like an overthinking thing. So I feel like I, I'm self aware by default. Yeah. But I'm also confident with it. Like, yeah. if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Yeah. But if I'm right, like I said, everybody going to know. So, yeah. I don't feel like it's too hard to be self-aware. But sometimes, you know, everybody needs... I'm not perfect. Yeah. Everybody needs to be taught about themselves. Mm-hmm. Especially if it comes to, a diff- like, another person. Yeah. Like, I could be doing something you don't like, and I don't even know that it's coming off like that. Because I have a strong personality. Mm-hmm. So, I may come off a certain way to somebody, but I won't know until you tell me. Because I'm just thinking it's, I'm being myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. not the type of person, oh, that's just me. You don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm offending you, let me know. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing something you like, let me know. So, I feel like... You can never be too self aware, so I'm not just gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I know what I do," you know, because then that mean that I got ill intentions in this thing. Mm-hmm. So nobody ever talks of, like obviously being hard, uh, uh, building to be able to be self aware is a task in itself. But then when you become self aware, the changing is what I feel like people tr- make that to be the hardest part. Because mm-hmm. now that I'm aware that I am a dickhead. I got to change and not be a dickhead yeah, anymore. Yeah, literally. Like, cause then at that point, it's like, what's your intentions after that? Yeah. You can't tell them, you can't tell nobody that they take you the wrong way if that's how they perceive it. Yeah. Because that's the thing about intentions. You may meant it to be one way, but you cannot control how it come off to other people. Mm-hmm. So that's just that. And if it come off yeah. wrong. Yeah. And, 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 and I said, in our last episode, uh, episode four, bullying uh, online was something we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so, Lizzie, if, if you said that my feet big as hell and you were joking, but I told you that hurt my feelings, what you say? And she said, like, eventually she said, like, obviously I would apologize because that right. wasn't my intention. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the least you could do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you want to ask one? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Just always do the most. <laughs> anyway. Um, so the next question we have is, does, loving, uh, does losing a romantic loved one hit different than a platonic one? Or is it immeasurable? Explain. Platonic meaning like a friend, friend family, yeah, I know somebody you don't have sex with. I'm I'm a little smart if I do say so. Uh, yeah, you, you said some words I have to look up later. No, I. I just, um, <laughs> but um, me personally, how ironic. Me personally, if anybody knows me, they know that I'm a girl's girl. I love my homegirls. Mm-hmm. Anything for my homegirls. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I would just say, I pondered on that question too when I mm-hmm. saw it. Um, I would just say that they can be one and the same, but obviously it's different, it's different measures to it. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't even know because nothing could compare to death. Because mm-hmm. you cannot bring that person back. Mm-hmm. But... A friend that you lose, it may be a little more impactful because that person is here, they're alive, but they you lose you lost them for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. That could have changed. It could have been different. It could have been this. It could have been that. But it's this because it's that. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like death is indescribable, but losing a friend is just kind of one and the same because it's just like <laughs> you can. I feel like you could just. I feel like the 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 um the aftermath the conclusion could be different. Mm-hmm. It's just not because that person is this that and the third. Mm-hmm. 
So I feel like they can be just as impactful. Mm-hmm. But death, you can't do nothing about it. But losing a friend, you could potentially do something about it. Right. Which may hurt a little more because it's just like you just got to, you know what I'm saying, deal with it, even though it could have been different. Death, you cannot rewind or take back. So how do you just – so I'm sure you've actually physically lost people before de- oh, yeah. by death. Mm-hmm. But this is probably your first – Close uh, one. Or even just a romantic partner. Oh, yeah, definitely. And so if you try to tap back into that grief behind losing a loved one that wasn't romantic, compare that to having now lost a romantic one, is it measurable? Is it different? Like what? It's definitely different because I feel like a family member, you just love them different. Just like I always tell people, you're you're like three different people. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to explain that. You're a different person in a relationship. You're a different person with your family, and you're a different person when you're a friend to somebody. Mm-hmm. So that's just three different levels of love. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a romantic relationship is intimate. So I feel like that kind of hit different because that's literally love. That's your heart. But as far <laughs> as but as far as a family member, it's just a it's another it's a different type of love. But I feel like it's more intense when. It's cool. It might not pick up. They, they, we can't do nothing about Shorty and Sugar. Lizzie says she like to have them here when we record. So I just feel like a family member is just less intimate, so it's it can be less intense. It just depends on the person. I feel like, cause like versus your mom versus your you know uncle, mm-hmm. I feel like that could be different. Yeah. So I'm. I, it just really depends on the person. But for me, I feel like obviously I don't have a big family, so losing my partner was significantly more worse than losing a family member. Yeah. And, you, and that's just how I feel. You also have to bring it to the picture that, like, y'all actually live together. Yeah, we you, live you together. You saw him, like, every day. Yeah, So, exactly. like... It just hit different. It's different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, your family, your friends, you love them to death. Love them to death. You would be sad to see them go. Yeah. But, like, this to actually live... Yeah, to live yeah. with somebody It's somebody you were potentially building yeah. a, a partnership with. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, I just feel like that just hit different, especially because it's intimate, like, in all sectors. Yeah. Whether we got a friend in each other, we're each other family, and we're each other partner. Right. So, it definitely... I don't know. I just feel like that just hit different. Yeah. For sure. Would you say that you have any regrets after losing Paris? Um, definitely. I feel like I really wish that I gave him a bouquet of flowers. That's something he wanted? No. Cool. I just feel like they always say a black man don't get his flowers till he die. Mm. So I just feel like he always gave me flowers. He was such a gentleman. He always gave me flowers, gifts, you know, my rock on my hand. You know? <laughs> I mean, a bunch of things that I have on right now. You know, mm-hmm. he, he definitely spoiled me, and I spoiled him too, but I just feel like it's definitely the little things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's just one thing, the flowers. Um, I wish that I would – I could be a little closed off. I wish I would have confided in him more because there's so much stuff that I wish I could tell him now mm-hmm. that I probably wouldn't have told him if he was here just mm-hmm. because – I feel like he got he had his own you know battles everyday yeah. battles and yeah. I had mine, and also I just was still working on being vocal with how I felt mm-hmm. just in general. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I would have you know I could have utilized him more just being like a confidant because of course I did tell him some stuff but some stuff I didn't. Mm-hmm. But now it's like I want to tell him everything right. since he's not here. Yeah, and um. I think that's about it. I feel like everything that we wanted to do, we did. Mm-hmm. That is you know in my control. But as far as regrets, that's probably it. Because I feel like we we were very vocal with how much we loved each other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, with your situation and like you know how you experienced it, everything that's going on, 
somebody that's watching right now that may be going through like family death or relationship death, friend death, what advice would you give them um, for somebody that's grieving over a romantic partner? I would say definitely take your time. I personally feel like this is my world and everybody living in it. <laughs> and he, he made me feel like that too. Like Paris was just, I could talk about him all day. He was, he made sure that I felt like I was the queen of the world mm-hmm. that he kissed the ground. I walk on and then vice versa. It's never just like, Oh, you beneath me. Like we, we had a very special love. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is a major loss as anybody would know. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should just take your time and just choose yourself because I'm the type of person I like, I, I put people before me my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the type of person I am. I'm a people pleaser. I'm a Virgo. Mm-hmm. I love everybody that's around me. If you in my life, you a priority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether you my boyfriend, my mama, my friend, my cousin, if I consider you close and you're in my life, you're a priority. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like I just be so focused on what everybody else want. Now I'm choosing myself first. Like, it's been a journey with grieving, but I've been choosing myself first. If I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. If I want to post Paris 100 times a day, I'm going to post him 100 times a day. Mm-hmm. You know, people, oh, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going to stop flooding y'all. Like, I don't care. I'm going to flood right. you until I... As you should. Every picture in an album. Mm-hmm. I tweet about him as much as I want. I cry as much as I want. I take as much time as I want to myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you you know, just put yourself first. Like, whatever you feel like you need to do, obviously don't intentionally harm other people while you're doing that. Yeah. But if it's, you know, not no harm, no foul, fair game, I feel like put yourself first. I feel like that's one thing that I did. And I, and another thing, if you're a person like me that's always giving, 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 I feel like this is the definitely the time to receive because yeah. this has definitely yeah. shown me who really rocking with me and who not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when I say it was just such an overwhelming, in a good way, I had so much support and love. Like, I was just like, dang, I didn't even know y'all rocking me like that. Like, mm-hmm. I talked to my, you know, couple people, but, like, so many people came out the woodworks. People that he knew, people that I haven't talked to in a long time, people at my job. Like, it, it was really just, you know, a surplus of love. So I feel like receive all of that. Of course, you know, you don't want to be bothered with people all the time. Yeah. Or whatever the case may be. But just receive that love because you need it. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I used to be a person I feel like I don't need nobody, da 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 this, this, and that. So I feel like that's another reason why... I regret not, you know, utilizing him as an outlet mm-hmm. because I just felt, you know, I'm the only child. I feel like I only have myself at a right. point. So I feel like receive the love, take time with yourself, choose yourself, and just take time with yourself, period. And another thing I would advise you to do is, I think that's about it because I just feel like it's choosing yourself. Like, take your time, really, whatever you feel is best for you because me personally, I took time away from work these last two months, all this and all that. Don't feel like you obligated to, you know, be make sure that you're ready to go on. Because me personally, I am. Like, I'm ready to get back to my, I guess you could say, normal life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. School, work, living in my own apartment. Mm-hmm. Now with my mama back in Georgia, whatever the case is. But some people may not be ready for that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. soon. But me personally, I am. So yeah. I just would say take your time and, you know, receive all the love that's given to you. 
And I think you being like uh, really aware of like your emotions has probably like contributed to you being so ready to just like yeah. mm-hmm. get back yeah. into your the regular scheduled program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I commend you for that, girl, because a lot yeah. of people don't have a, the mental power mm-hmm. to even pull through. I yeah. mean, people will probably be like, yeah, fuck the rest of this. I'm going to go sit down and y'all can have this shit. I don't That's know very big. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we, we talking about, I mean, it's been two months. And she's very like self-aware, very like cognitive, cognitive, very like. Let's let's do this. You know Life, what I'm still, moves Life still moves on. Because those yeah. are how harsh realities of just being human. Every year is inedible to like yeah. death is inedible. Like yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel about his too. Like as much as of course I want him here, but as much as if it was in my power, I just feel like life is mapped out. Mm-hmm. Like everything. Like say if you just drop your mic or something, that was going to happen anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. cannot prevent it. Everything is already pre predestined mm-hmm. and if you try to change how that goes it's gonna come back in another way mm-hmm. so i just feel like him you know leaving us he impacted a lot of people mm-hmm. especially me selfishly saying because i'm pretty sure I'm, I'm not even pretty sure i know that he impacted a lot of people especially me mm-hmm. but i feel like he did his mission he's in paradise now with his daddy and his favorite uncle, and yeah. I cannot be yeah. more happy for him. Yeah, of course I want him with me, but I just feel like that's so selfish because all your worries, all your problems, all your troubles is taken away because you in paradise. Literally. Yeah. So I just feel like that was just God's plan, and you know I really hate the cliche. Oh, God gives his the battles to his strongest soldiers. Like, save it, please. Like, or or you're so strong, like. Not really. You know what I'm saying? Like, Actually, I cried a bunch. You know what I'm saying? And then if I, if, I, if I had the choice, I wouldn't be strong. Yeah. Because my man would be with me still. Yeah. So I just really feel like, I do feel like God had, like, he don't make no mistakes. Just like Paris, he taking Paris home. With me personally, I feel like he know, he's going to equip me for what happens next in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I don't really trip as much as, of course, I miss him. Like, I I miss him. Like, mm-hmm. definitely, that's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But I just trust in the universe and I trust in God, most mm-hmm. importantly. So I just try to keep that, make me keep that, make that keep me level-headed. Mm-hmm. And then I just know what Paris would want, what he would be saying. And I just feel like he kind of living through me in a way, too. Mm-hmm. So I just, I do have my days. You know, every dog got their day. Mm-hmm. But... I just feel like another reason why I want to go back to Atlanta is because that's where his family is. Yeah. So I feel like I want to, you know, visit his site as much as I can or be around them as much as I can because that's what's left of him. Yeah. And, of course, it's not always going to be peaches and cream. Oh, happy day and all of that. Mm-hmm. But it's just, that's just how I'm coping with my grieving. Mm-hmm. And it makes it a, a tiny bit easier because I'm around people that makes me think of him and feel him in other ways just in the physical realm. So. Yeah. I think what was special about um, you and Paris's relationship is that you actually like solved the love. Like I only got to meet him one time. I met Paris one time. It was at Shiny Trunk uh, graduation party, mm-hmm. and Shiny was driving Paris crazy. But Paris was just like, "Whatever you want, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever you want. You want me to go inside and get the water for the dog? Fine. I go inside and get the fucking water for the damn dog." She was driving him nuts, but. You knew that it came from a place of love. Like, mm-hmm. you could tell that they really loved each other. And and you know, this is the first boy. Or he not a That's boy. what I'm saying. This is the first man that I ever brought around. Yeah. Oh, wow. my family publicly He took her out the game. Yeah, definitely. 
and he was just such a significant person. Like, <laughs> I always reminded him of that too. Like, not even just bragging, but like, this is really yeah. You gotta be cold mm-hmm. to take me out because I just had a bad you know history with romantic relationships, and just uh, it felt unreal. Like yeah. when he passed away, everything felt like a dream. Yeah. And, I mean, my life was a dream. Like, of course, it was some good, some bad, and some real ugly. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. We was not perfect far from that, but it was genuine. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I say, like, it took me a minute. Like, I guess it was because I was in shock or whatever. But, like, everything felt like a dream. That's so fucking real. Like, yeah. I literally looked at pictures. I'm like, damn, this really happened. Like, yeah. this was, this, we did that. That right. was us. Like, right. that's me in that yeah. picture. And it was just like, damn, like, he just was so, like, I promise you, angel on earth. Mm-hmm. You just used to, like. Subpar, so and then you finally get something that's much better. Yeah. You like second yeah. guessing. Is this I real? I promise you, like, it, he's just an angel on earth. Yeah, it's everybody that he met always tell me that, like, he was this, he was that. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like whenever I choose to, if I ever go forward with romantic relationships, my standards are, are so high. My standards. Not to say because nobody will ever be him, yeah. And I don't want another him because if I want, another, I I want I want him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But he like he made sure that I knew I was the shit. Yeah. yeah. He motivated me like nobody else. He was there for me. He provided. He protected. Like he was perfect. And yeah. then on top of that, fan as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen him? <laughs> yeah, I see you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to him. Look, look. I'm just saying. So have you seen him? I'm just I mean, I don't want. I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, should I say you fine? I don't know. No, girl. I'm just saying. Like, She's like, was, no, girl. <laughs> you bet not. You, no, you no, don't give me that. that. <laughs> no, like, but for real, like, if that's one thing I know, he was very handsome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he was just like I said, we're far from perfect. But it was just such an unreal experience. Mm-hmm. Like, that could really last me a lifetime. Like, when I just sit back and think about everything, I'm like, wow, like, I, that was me. <laughs> right. Up to the part that we lived together, like, that was like, oh, I yeah. know we finna get married. Right. Oh, wait till I get this. Oh, and then we can have kids. Let me finish school first. Right, right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, that, like, it was that. It was that. Yeah. So, I just, you know, I just feel like my standards are high. I'm not going to, you know... I don't want to make it difficult, but at the end of the day, I'm used to what I'm used to. It's yeah. be and then at yeah. the end of the day, if I could choose, it would be him. Yeah. A million yeah. times over. Yeah. A million. Yeah. A million. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. infinity. Like, yeah. if I could choose him, I would choose him a million times again. Yeah. So, it's it's kind of hard to even think about moving on. Mm-hmm. But everybody, like, my mom, she, she just wants to make sure that, you know... I don't lose hope and I don't change. Like, you know, like she wants me to be the same loving person and just mm, full yeah. of life. Mm. And I'm trying because that's what I want to do. Like shout out to my mama for being very encouraging during this yeah. time. But at the end of the day, I'm just taking my time. But like I said, who knows what's going to happen in that type of, in that spectrum. Cause right. I, that's the last thing on my mind. But yeah. mm-hmm. if it was to ever come to that, whenever, whenever it came, if it ever come, he didn't set the bar. Yeah. yeah. Her you know ass said <laughs> he was great. He was great. But ooh, and he was fine. Because <laughs> you can't get both. You see him both. It's hard to find both. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's always something. It's always something. Yeah. So he was just like, yeah, he was dead. Well, you already asked her. You, she yeah. answered our question. Yeah. Uh, are you open to love open again? To love again? Mm-hmm. So I you, mean, 
I really, I mean, I'm young, so I would like to, you know, I don't even want to call it the American dream because the fuck is that? America. Yeah, let's move past that one. Yeah, <laughs> I need a new dream. I'm trying to I, wake you, up. You get what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. But yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to have kids. I want to get married. Blase, da, da, da. But honestly, it's just hard to even think about that with somebody else mm-hmm. when we literally planned our future together. Yeah. yeah. Down yeah. to the kids, down to the kids' name, down to wedding. And I literally had my wedding thing picked out. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew what song we was going to dance to. Short Thing is our song. Yeah. Uh, knew, Miguel? Yes. That's, that's, that's our song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and to find somebody else that's, uh, what do you call it? To find somebody else that finds appreciation in you loving him and, and, and respecting that and not being, get over him or yeah. why are you still talking about him? Exactly. Or, it takes a lot to, I'm not going to lie, it takes a lot for a person to deal with my type of person. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm not running from that. Like, I'm damn near a widow. Mm-hmm. You yeah. see what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, it is what it is. Yeah. And it would just take a lot to even, you know what I'm saying? And I don't even have time for no trial and error. I'm really focusing on myself. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> I'm focusing on myself and my career and my academics mm-hmm. yeah. and just getting back on my feet because I'm pretty sure, like, I just feel like in Georgia it's going to hit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not really focused on that. I'm not going to lie, but, you know, it is God's plan. That's all I'm going to say yeah. mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, like, I'm Paris' girlfriend mm-hmm. right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right. whenever. Like, I got this new name tatted on me. Right. It is so. what it is. And next month, if you ever have a next motherfucker, he got to be understanding that You get shit. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I seen this post on Facebook. A man lost his girlfriend, and he had a current girlfriend, and she walked in on him crying. Ah, uh, I know you're talking you about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know you're talking about. He walked in, he, she walked in on him crying, and he had a bouquet of flowers, and she was like, what's wrong? Like, what's going on? And he, he was kind of hesitant to tell her, but he was like, my ex-girlfriend's birthday is today. I'm going to go... Put flowers by her put grave. Put flowers by her grave. And the lady went with him, bought mm-hmm. extra decorations, yeah. sat with him. As that is should. like... Beautiful. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And I, when I saw it, I was Paris was clearly here. Yeah. But I just felt like that, Like that's crazy. Like, that is not crazy. We're trying to stop it. It should be word. normal. Mature. It, it should, should be, be very, normal. Yeah, yeah it should we, be normal. We, I don't want to say crazy. We're trying to stop using that word. But that is that was just really wholesome to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm in a situation... I know that's hard to come by, and I don't expect nothing from nobody because, like I said, I'm focused on myself, mm-hmm. my academics, what I'm going to do with my, my life, and just celebrating him through mm-hmm. that because he's going to live through me as long as I live. Yeah. He's tatted on me. Like, yeah. that That's my man. Period. You know what I'm saying? That's my man. <laughs> period. My man, my man, my man, my man. My period. <laughs> Whether he here or with God, that's yeah. my man. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, that's just another discussion for when it's, when it's time, but mm-hmm. for right now. It's all about you right now. Yeah, we we infinite, inf, infinite. Yeah. So, period. Okay. Yeah. Period. Well, thank you. That was beautiful. Yep. Thanks. I think you got <laughs> placed in your life for a reason, and Thanks. it's it's no coincidence that Paris came at the time that he did and definitely blessed you with yeah. the love that he gave you. And I mean, even though it sucks that he's not here anymore, you can still go on and know that the love you deserve. Period. Definitely, and I had him last. So <laughs> sorry to that girl. I'm sorry up. to that girl. Not or sorry who, to that girl. girl. Whoever thought, you know what I'm saying? I fucking did. We for lifers, you know what I'm saying? So 
I just feel like I, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying because I feel like that's brag. That's braggable. Like yeah. yes, because yeah. a lot of people probably have ne- will probably might not ever experience a yeah. real love be between another person that treated you with the ultimate respect. Yeah, vice versa. Yeah, it's definitely. very hard to come across in this in this time age, and I didn't yeah. grow up seeing that type of love. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. and it, yeah, I just feel like that's just something to take. I'm very grateful. To have experienced him, and I hate that I got cut short, but I'm just happy that he don't got nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Period. So. Claps for Perry. Ah, hey, rest up, rest up. Period. What's okay. where, where we at? What's hand? What we, what, where we at? Okay. Yes. Okay. Let's digest this post. All right. All right. All right. Y'all know we got this post to digest. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So the post says mistreating people, then avoiding communication is not protecting your peace. It's avoiding accountability. Accountability. Did I say the word right? Okay. It's avoiding accountability. (sighs) Read that one more time for the peoples. Mistreating people, then avoiding communication is not protecting your peace. It's avoiding accountability. Accountability. Now, accountability is in my top five of favorite words of all time. We know. <laughs> I'm really big on taking accountability for one's action. And that's because it's a big part of why mental health is can be such an issue for a person. Yeah. Because you have to accept. Sometimes you're the issue. Mm-hmm. You're the reason why you have these mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the reason why you have issues with others. Mm-hmm. And you just got to accept that first. And so when you can finally do that, you'll finally like everything else makes sense yeah and then you could just go through making your amends or you can just apologize uh you can apologize to yourself for things you've done because that's very important too and then you can also go apologize to ones that you have uh offended or hurt it hurt so yes accountability (laughs) is very big to me yeah but how much does that post mean to you all and let's like try to digest it um I don't know why people be avoiding communication. I think I think communication definitely is on both sides of the. It's on both sides. Mm-hmm. So like even if you are the person that mistreated somebody, um, and and you feel like oh I'm protecting my peace by not communicating. Mm-hmm. I also think whoever the person that feels mistreated should say how they feel. Yeah, like and should say hey I feel like. You know, you call yourself protecting your peace, but let me tell you what's really going on. You're yeah. not protecting your peace. You're yeah. actually hurting my fucking feelings. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people have this tendency to just be like, oh, well, if I don't talk about it no more, it'll just go away or you'll just go away or whatever. And I just feel like that's not okay. If somebody say you hurt my feelings or yeah. you did something to me that wasn't right or I felt like it wasn't right, you should always be like, apologize like mm-hmm. apologetic about it mm-hmm. i don't i don't understand i never understood people that uh do something to somebody and then like somebody will say oh that hurt my feelings and they'll be like well i don't give a fuck yeah or a gaslight yeah. yeah i never understood i never understood that like what do you get from that because you're you're not me you can't feel what i feel so like and it's not up to you right about what you think about it because i'm telling you <laughs> how it made how me I feel. feel right yeah man um well I didn't been in a situation like this, but most of the time I'm the person, unfortunately, that's getting hurt. it done. Too. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like, first off, I'm not gonna lie, nobody is obligated to do anything. 
Mm-hmm. Let's start there. So I feel like avoiding communications is it's valid on both sides, but at the end of the day, right is right and wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. So let's start there. Avoiding communication, nobody's obligated to respond to you. Yeah. You can't make nobody do nothing. Yeah. Whether they're the person, because everybody's entitled to their own opinions and feelings, but at the end of the day, like I said, right is right, wrong is wrong. You're entitled and you're not obligated, but at the end of the day, you can still be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can say that. So I just feel like, you know, obviously, I I feel like that's the thing, but obviously right is right and wrong is wrong, so mm-hmm. that's where that accountability come in because mm-hmm. – you're obviously closed minded and you're got you got tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. So I agree that sometimes, you know, avoiding it just because to keep your ego and your pride and, you know, whatever intact, you are avoiding, you know, communication because you're trying to protect your peace. That's just kind of a BS line. Right. Yeah. So I feel like that that could be very valid, but at the end of the day, people are entitled. So it's kinda like I I cause I've been the type of person I feel like I said I'm the one who be hurt. So when people, you know, I try to just make peace with it that, you know, they're not obligated to do it. But at the end of the day, I know how I feel and I'm standing firm within how I feel. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Right. So I I'm do not fi- going to beg and plead you. Yeah, so. you know what I'm saying? So right. I just try to find peace. Well, okay, they're not obligated. They entitled to their own opinion. But at the end of the day, right is right, wrong is wrong. Right. And if I'm on the right side, then that's cool. I've right. never been the type of person that needs no validation. Right. Mm-hmm. For real. But, yeah. Do you find yourself being the one that, like want to keep pleading to that person if they just can't see that Hell they're wrong. No. Yeah. Pleading. <laughs> well, okay, let me use a different <laughs> word cuz maybe that <laughs> maybe you just keep trying to convince that person so you'll no, keep convince. No. <laughs> no, okay, okay, okay. So, me, one thing about me, I'm going to be verbal. I had to learn that like I stated before. I used to be a people pleaser, so I would try to avoid saying certain things. Mhm to avoid offending people mm-hmm. or I don't want people to take me the wrong way or this or that and the other. But during this time right now, I feel like this is my evolution. Mm. Like grief and then losing friendships and just, you know, a whole new transition of life, whatever, whatever. So nowadays I always been verbal, but right now it's on 10. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm going to let you know how I feel. So there's no room for what you think. And what you would have thought mm-hmm. and how you saw it. Yeah. There's no other way to see it but how I just told you. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So I don't really like those words, plead and convince, because at the end of the day, I'm just going to tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to repeat myself. Yeah. Because after that, that's it's one conversation. Yeah. It's not we're revisiting the same conversation because after that, you can cut off. So. Yeah. So if you don't fix it right then and there, then that's it. It's and I and I feel like time heals all for sure. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, some stuff is non-negotiable. Because mm-hmm. then at that point, like you're avoiding accountability. Like who's gonna keep telling a grown individual to keep doing this, keep doing this, keep right. doing this? Yeah. Or please listen to me. Like yeah. you don't see how you just please look at it from my no. Yeah. Right. I'm telling you, so there's no room for nothing. Mm-hmm. You either gonna see it or you're not. Right. No. Right. It, 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 that resonate with me because I too like. I'm a people pleaser. I'm mm-hmm. still trying to get from being. I think we're all people pleasers. It just shows differently. But like when it comes and to some people admit it and some people don't. Yeah, yeah. And I got no issue saying that. I know that I'm a people pleaser. I buy stuff. I want to keep pleading and hearing a person out. Maybe they'll finally say something that I like to hear when I tell them that you hurt me. Mm-hmm. Like I will sit there and I'll keep listening try to, to you. It, yeah, try to cushion. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm trying to 
stop doing that stuff and just accept that nah, it's non negotiable. That mm-hmm. shit just definitely it's hard too. Yeah, because who wants to be into it? Mm-hmm. That like who wants to be into it at odds with, with somebody? somebody that you love? Yeah, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I feel like this is the big thing that people, especially our age, need to you know implement is yeah. healthy boundaries. Yeah, yeah, non negotiable. Yeah, and it's healthy because it's a benefit of you. Mm-hmm. Period. Like. We think about it like, oh, dang, if I would have said this, if only it was this way, don't think about it, do it. Mm-hmm. It's either this or that. Mm-hmm. So, and it's hard because who wants to be at odds, like I said, but at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then you got the difference on what is right, what is wrong. Exactly. Like, that's your own perspective, mm-hmm. right is wrong. Exactly. Somebody else could be like, actually, I don't think that was wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't right. think and, I was wrong. And that's you and that's me. So, it's just like, you know, like, yeah. that's you and that's me. Like I said, people are obligated and people are entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm choosing myself. Yeah. If I don't rock with that, I'm gonna let you know that if you don't agree and if it's not negotiable, then you stay over there and I'm gonna stay over here. Mm-hmm. And that's that. I mean, and it gotta be an issue. How do you tell somebody like if a friend came to you, if Lizzie came to you today and was like, dang, T, she just don't understand that what she was doing was wrong and and I just feel like we probably can't be friends anymore, but I don't wanna lose her. She's a really good friend. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would I mean, honestly, like I said. Because I'm actually going through something right now. Oh, okay. Literally. Right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, I've been through all my life not choosing myself. Mm-hmm. And if it's just non-negotiable, if I just feel like you can you can realize that if you're with that person and that's all you think about, if you start judging that person off that particular mm-hmm. situation, if that's all you connect that person to, mm-hmm. you know, that's unhealthy. Yeah. That's Faking it till you make it, and yeah. that's unhealthy, and that's yeah. just ingenuous. Yeah. Ingenuous. Ingenuous. That's yeah. ingenuous. So I just feel like that's how you get to that. I mean, you're going to talk about it, how you're going to talk about it, and at the end of the day, like I said, who it's going to hurt. Yeah. It hurts you more than it hurts the other person because you don't want to do it anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar to breaking up with a partner, like, yeah. you don't want to dump your partner that's cheating on you because it hurts you more than it hurts them type yeah. of thing. But you just got to do what's best for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like I said, we think about we think about implementing healthy boundaries like, oh, if I can only do this or if it was like this, like I need to stop letting them do that yeah. or I need to start saying this. Mm-hmm. Don't think about it. Do it. Mm-hmm. I literally had to take a leap of faith and just was like, I'm I'm really just, you know, I feel like the evolution is kind of making me more spiritual and just thinking more positive and, mm-hmm. you know, the power of the tongue and stuff like that. I feel like if I'm going to. You're going to lose one, you gain three more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I just feel like, and then I want to be more intentional with what I want. I lost a really good friend, but I, I want to pray to God that I find somebody. Yeah. And more benefit to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surround me with better company. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it is what it is. You win some, you lose some. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's just that. Yeah. So. Well, <sighs> you want to drop a gym for us? Like that's my gym. You win some, you lose some. Win some and you lose some. That's the gym. And cut them off. If if it's a loss, it's a loss. Let oh, it go. El money, not you rapping. If it's a loss, it's a loss. Hey. And then cut them off. Let it go. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> thank you for watching and tuning yes. in. Shawnee, thank you for coming. We yes. appreciate you. Thank you. Give it up for Shawnee. Give it up for Shawnee. Just watch me a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>